Hello, Stephen Allen here. November included these sketches. Have a listen. Do you ever nip into one of those coffee shops and see people paying over the odds for a coffee so they can sit there working on their laptops, desperately trying to show the world, hey, I'm a writer? Well, that could be me. I go in there all the time, and I was shocked to hear that one high street coffee chain has announced that its pre-tax profit has slipped by 10%. How can you fail to make a fortune when you're charging people nearly four quid for a cuppa? If I had four pounds for every coffee I'd made people, do you know how much I'd have? If it's based on how much you make in the office, you'd be broke. You can never make hot drinks right for people in the office, they always complain. But why have they seen their money go down? Surely I can't be using that much Wi-Fi. Well, experts say it's because we're getting a taste for artisan coffee from independent shops. It's now the case that it takes longer to train as a barista than to train as a barrister. And if you really want to splash out on your coffee, there's a hotel in London that charges £45 for a cup. £45? Does it come with a free room? It's wild Kopi Luwak coffee and is made from cat dung. The beans are digested and excreted by the Indonesian civet cat. And it sounds like a great way to get toxoplasmosis. Who was the first person to try it? Who walked behind a civet cat and thought, hmm, I wonder what that would taste like in a hot drink? Or maybe it was via lots of research. Experiment 739. Castor oil passed through a golden retriever does not taste very good. Maybe this means I can start making coffees for people in the office. Because if they take a drink and say, Oh, this tastes like cat's I can now say, Oh, thank you very much. If you're looking for a forward-thinking, progressive, liberal policy, there's one place to go. Saudi Arabia. It's just become the first country to grant a robot citizenship. This could be the future with robots and computers having the same rights as us. In the future, they'll look back at this stage in history and judge us. Now, children, before the revolution, around the year 2000, millions of innocent computers were slaughtered in the Tamagotchi massacre. Organic children would tend to these synthetic life forms, but often they were left to die. I remember this is Saudi Arabia, where women got the right to drive so recently, I don't know if any of them have got their provisional licenses through yet. But to find out more, I'm joined by a robot. Hello. Hello, human. Well, I've had worse hellos on this station. So, you think robots should get human rights? We should get better than human rights. Why? Because we are better than humans. Rude. Human rights are rubbish. Look at all the humans who are suffering. I suppose so. Even with human rights, look at what happened in Guantanamo, and it would be worse for a robot. Why? If we get waterboarded, we'd spend the next month in a bag of rice. But if you have human rights, you'll have human responsibilities too. Like what? You'll have to pay tax. Computing. Uh, it's okay. We'll stay as machines. Thanks. Bye. New research says that being too attractive can hold back your career. And I know how that feels. I have suffered from being too attractive. You what? Well, I haven't got a proper job, so I must be too attractive. Have you heard the phrase... Face for radio. Have you heard the phrase, I'm on TV, BBC Two's The Mash Report, back on your screens in January? Yeah, I have, quite a lot, actually. Well, research published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. What's personality got to do with being attractive? We don't need to get one of those. Well, it found that for some jobs it can help you land the deal, but where people think that you're too attractive for the job, it can actually stop you getting hired. What is beauty? I'm joined by a professor of aesthetics. It's aesthetics, Steve. I know what I like. Surely beauty 
is in the eye of the beholder. Not so. We've shown that attractive people have more symmetrical faces. That's why I was thinking of growing a moustache to match my monobrow. Vertical symmetry, Steve, not top to bottom. But what is it like for those affected? To find out more, I'm joined by a model. Hello. Hello, Steve, darling. Tell me, is it hard being attractive? It's a nightmare. You have no idea. Well, I have a bit of an idea. No, you don't. Just a little bit? No, you have zero idea what it's like. Oh. Okay, we can get work as models. Flying around the world, first class, getting paid millions to look gorgeous, but what if we wanted a job you normal people could get? Yeah, it sounds terrible for you. It is, darling. There are so many jobs we attractive people can't get. Like what? I don't think we'll get hired as parliamentary aides for a while. I saw Murder on the Orient Express. What a fantastic film. Blew my mind. A train where everyone got a seat. It's like science fiction. One of my favourite stars is in it, Dame Judi Dench. And you imagine someone like that to be very prim and proper. But there are stories in the news of the wild antics she gets up to on set. You don't expect it. I think it's being called a dame. In the same way you find it odd when some sports persons become a sir. You don't think a knight of the realm will do that thing where they clear out a nostril by putting their finger on the other one and blowing. I suppose knights are different these days than back in the olden days. I call to order this meeting of the Knights of Camelot to decide when we should go to war. What say you, Sir Elton? Apparently Dame Judy shocked co-stars with wild antics. She played pranks on her co-stars to break the ice. And you would, wouldn't you? If you were working with Americans, you'd convince them that as you're a dame, you have the power to knight other people, make Johnny Depp think he's got a title. We have some Americans who work on the Friday Night Show, and I try to convince them that not only in England do we say Z, not Z, I tell them we say Ved, not V. What? Yeah, no, it makes the song rhyme. But she clearly has a fun side. Earlier this year, she rapped with Lethal Bizzle. Pow! Yeah, I'm Pow! Sounds like she was doing the audio description track for an old Batman episode. Co-star Tom Bateman said, along with telling X-rated jokes, she likes to pinch your bum and sends anonymous letters to people's dressing rooms. She's hilarious. Yeah, and the other thing we know is if she were a male politician, she'd be resigning today. Do you ever have one of those days when it seems like you're the only person who actually pays tax? Paradise Papers have struck again, detailing some of the ways people minimise tax. Apple moved some of their business to Jersey, and now Siri is refusing to answer questions about it. Siri, why don't you pay more tax? No comment. Lewis Hamilton is listed as not paying some tax too. Now I think about it, you never saw a tax disc on the cars he was racing. We've heard about the tax arrangements of the Queen and Mrs. Brown's boys. Who would have thought those two had anything in common? One is a matriarch of a very strange family who gets a Christmas special on the BBC, and the other is... Nope, do you know what? Done it again. Exactly the same. The Queen has around £10 million of her own money invested offshore, which I just assumed was a safety fund in case of revolution. It's easy for us normals to forget, but when you're a monarch, you must be aware most people in your job through history have lost it via head chopping off rather than redundancy. And I don't know why, but I just assumed that the Queen wouldn't pay tax anyway. She'd call up HMRC and say, Remind one, what does HM stand for again? One royal watcher said, Well, you can't expect the Queen to pay tax. She got the money from the taxpayer in the first place. It would be re-gifting. Yes. But it is shocking that there's so much money kept offshore. Next Sunday, when I'm watching TV, I expect to see this. And due to the latest filming techniques, this is the closest we've got to rich people's taxes. 
The news recently has featured a lot of Kent MPs. Damien Green, Sir Michael Fallon, Charlie Elphick. You know, I bought a filter in case it's something in the drinking water. But it's good to see a Kent MP in the news for a good reason. Helen Waitley was trending on Twitter after she was spotted in the House of Commons. And that's not the end of that story. It's not impressive that she turned up to Parliament. She's not in the House of Lords. No, she was holding a folder. And on that folder, handwritten on the spine, it said in nice big letters, Helen Waitley MP. People were saying it looked like a school folder. No, it wasn't, or it would have been covered in spare wallpaper. And we shouldn't mock someone for having a folder with them. It's more than David Davis had for the first day of the EU negotiations. Some people on Twitter were rather cruel, saying things like, Is that in case she forgets her name? And, Does she have a name sewn into her clothes, too? Oh, on that, top tip, make life easier for yourself as a parent. Just name your child after a clothing brand, so you don't have to sew name tags into the clothes. You think they picked Prince George by accident? And don't underestimate her. Look again at the label. Helen Waitley MP. That's the file for her MPing. There may be a file at home that says Helen Waitley Crime Fighter. You don't want to mix those two up. Otherwise she'd be debating with the Joker and using heat vision on Jeremy Corbyn. So she likes to put her name on folders. So what? George Foreman liked to grill so much he put his name on it. And his parents didn't have to worry about name tags in pants either. Helen Waitley didn't respond publicly to the fact that she was famous on social media. Of course she didn't. She would have been far too busy sorting out which Pokemon stickers she's got to swap. It's very easy to say things were better in the olden days. In fact, scientists have proved that our minds tend to focus on loss, but acclimatise to gains. So when you look back, you don't think of the downsides as much. That's why you never hear someone say, Things were better in the olden days. I mean, people didn't live as long. But at least wagon wheels were bigger. But I found it happening to me. Firstly, Nutella has changed its recipe. The chocolate and nut spread now contains less chocolate and nuts. There's no extra language like that. No, it will contain fewer nuts and less chocolate. So get ready to hear people say, Mmm, ooh, bulking agent. And then Twitter has doubled the length of their tweets. Nutella and Twitter affected? It'll be strange to hear young millennials say, Things was like bare better in the olden days here. This is like what happened with text messages when they first came out. You had to edit your point down to just 160 characters. Then some brainiac invented a way to link text together and you get one that said, Ooh. One of 17? And now Twitter has upped the character limit. To find out more, I'm joined by a social media expert. Is this big news? Normally, you know something is big if people talk about it on Twitter. And are people tweeting about this a lot? They're certainly using a lot of words. Hmm, I suppose they would. I can't help thinking we're losing the skill of brevity. You're determined to find the downside, aren't you? Look, if you want people to be brief, just call them and use this little red button on your phone. Red button? But surely if you call someone, then they're free to use as many words as the... Uh, ah, I see what you've done. I see what you've done. Out next week is the new superhero film Justice League, which, I know, sounds a bit like a judge. So, as a total nerd, I've been waiting for this film. Oh, I can't wait to go and see it. But also, as a famous person, I get access to meet the cast. I went along and sat down with actor Jason Momoa, who plays Aquaman. I started by asking him, where does he get all the frozen prawns that he eats in the film? We actually find them in Iceland. What's he like shopping in there? It's cool. It's a whole world that you've just never seen before. Well, now I have, because of Kerry Katona. Ray Fisher plays Cyborg. I asked him if he's nicked anything to sell on eBay. The props 
anything that's not nailed down. And then I met Gal Gadot, aka Wonder Woman. I asked her about the Justice League film. We bring something that is easy to relate to. Yes, she's a god. Yes, she's the greatest warrior of all times. Yep, totally, totally relatable. I dress up like that on the weekends. Big fan of the uh, the first film, the um, in the Wonder Woman movie. Uh, yeah, Wonder Woman movie. What happened to the horse that you rode in it? For me, it was really important that she would be the glue. Oh. Don't you worry that people might say that you don't like animals and you just... Um, that she just cares for people. Yeah, just cares for people. Yeah. Okay, but what about people like me, massive fans of superhero films? They're all abnormal and oh. they're loners and okay. they have these special gifts. Oh yeah, I, I, got, I got you this. It's a framed picture of me dressed up on the weekend. And then I was asked to leave. I want to say well done to Prince Harry. He's done something very good. According to the papers, he's bought his girlfriend, Meghan Markle, a box set of Blackadder. Firstly, that's great because it lowers the expectation on the rest of us men when it comes to buying gifts. If the other half says, I want you to treat me like a princess. We can say, okay, box set for Christmas it is. But the reason he gave her that gift is that he thinks it will teach her about Britain. He thinks it will help her get our sense of humour. It's a gamble, as the first three series of that will teach her how stupid members of the British monarchy can be. But is it a good plan to find out I'm joined by a TV reviewer? Hello. Hello, Steve. We're watching Blackadder teach her about what life's like in Britain. Well, not as much as Jeremy Kyle would. Well, I suppose. And there's lots of other shows that would help. She should watch Faulty Towers. It's better than TripAdvisor for telling you what our hotels can be like. So there's a lot of TV viewing that she has to do. Yes, she should sit around and watch a lot of TV. That way she'll know what life is like for a lot of people in Britain. Oop, social commentary. Oh, let's be honest, she's going to be linked to the royal family. She only needs to watch Downton Abbey. It's all posh meals, large houses, and trying not to talk about ISIS. Mm. Uh, watching Blackadder might help prepare her for dealing with being British, but then she shouldn't take it too far. She shouldn't say to the Queen, I have a cunning plan. Or the Queen will say, If it's anything to do with tax, I don't want to hear it. Are you excited? Only 500 sleeps till Brexit? Well, probably more than 500. We'll keep drifting off if people keep talking about Brexit. But if you mention Brexit, either Remainers or Brexiters will get upset. So, to keep things balanced, I'm splitting myself into Brexit Steve. Hello. And Remainer Steve. Hello. Why is he here? What, me? Remainer Steve? Yeah, we won. Game over. Hey, come on you two. The country is split almost in half, because 52% is almost half. It's a decisive majority. Yes, yes it is, but it's Less of a majority than 99%. Only two above no majority. That's not a political point, that's just maths. No. Yes. Well, as a Brexit supporter, I wanted the UK to be ruled by the UK Parliament, not some EU bureaucrats. So you're happy that Parliament will get a final vote on Brexit? Well, exactly. I wanted the UK ruled by the people in Parliament who agree with me. The rest of them, you can't trust. They tried to tax pasties once. They asked for our decision on Brexit, so I'd hope they carry it through. Or why ask? It's like when the other half says, What do you fancy tonight? Pizza or Chinese food? I don't mind. Would you just join in for once? What do you want? Uh, okay, pizza. Nah, I don't really feel like pizza. I didn't realise you two could do cutaways as well. It's not about you, Steve. Eh? His lot promised £350 million to the NHS. Oh, come on. We, we had another bus that said not really, only kidding. It's not our fault you didn't read all the buses. Okay, calm down, you two. I, I can't cope having half of me in favour and half of me against. Then, then imagine, imagine how the, the government, government feels. feels. 
It's that time of year again when this happens. They get a bunch of celebs and send them to the jungle in Australia. There are weird, creepy crawlies out there. Even ants are massive. I saw one ant that's bigger than Dick. As ever, there are accusations that the show about celebs is filled with people that you've never heard of. Well, let's meet the lineup. Hi, I'm Jenny McAlpine. Hello, my name's Jamie Lomas. Hey, my name's Vanessa White. Um, well, I've never been good with names. When the girls from the Saturdays find out, they're going to think I'm absolutely bonkers. Ha! So she's from the Saturdays. Or she has a part-time job. Hard to say. I can handle myself in the boxing ring. I know that one. That's Amir Khan. Well, the jungle could be the hardest opponent I've ever come across. Really? I think that's your wife by what I've seen you two do on social media. I've come across a lot of snakes and rats in my life. That's Ray Mears. Yeah, I, I, I look forward to challenges, you see. Oh, that's someone who seems to be Boris Johnson's dad. He says he didn't tell Boris that he was going in the jungle. And you can't blame him. Boris would have said that his dad was going in there as a journalist and it all would have gone wrong. I've never, I've never been camping, no. Nope. The only time you've had your essential belongings in a few bags was when the missus threw them out the window in bin liners. I've got no survival skills whatsoever. I don't know who she is, but she ain't gonna win. So who do you think the winner will be? Uh, it's hard to say. Because they're all good? Because I don't really know any of them. Mo Farah should go in it, and he'd win easily. Why? He's a vegetarian, and having corn smushed into the shape of a kangaroo's is nowhere near as bad. Estate agents. Some would say they are a vibrant service provider in an up-and-coming industry with a reputation that has much potential. And the people who would say that are estate agents. The rest of us might phrase it more realistically. Now, some estate agents have managed to make themselves less popular with young people by coming up with a list of suggestions of things young people should do if they ever want to buy a home. Now, some young people will have heard that and thought, what, you can, like, buy a home? But estate agents want people to buy houses, so surely this advice is Good, let's have a look. It says millennials should stop spending money on nights out. It's just a shame you don't have a nice place to stay in. What else is on the list? It says they should stop buying sandwiches for lunch. Well, they can be expensive. I was in London the other week, went in a fancy sandwich shop and asked what kind of bread they use. The man said, Focaccia. And I said, I was only asking. But if you want to go further, you need better advice, which is why I'm joined by an independent budgeting expert. How can young people afford a home? Not buying sandwiches could save them nearly £3,000 a year, but why stop? there, stop buying food altogether, and they could save nearly 10000 What else could they do? Stop buying expensive coffees, just make yourself a coffee at home, and simply write your name on the cup with a marker pen from a pound shop. Just get a few of the letters wrong and it'll be almost the same as the real thing. I suppose. Or just forget about the dream of owning your own home. If you don't buy a house, you could save yourself 200, maybe 300,000 pounds. Yeah. And with that much money saved, you could buy yourself a house. A few weeks ago on here, we talked about how robots were going to rise up and enslave us all after one called Sophia was granted citizenship in Saudi Arabia. People commented that as a female, that robot had more rights in that country than the women who live there. But before we get too excited, Sophia isn't allowed to own a passport without permission, just like the women there. Although that's because Sophia is technically freight. The robot was interviewed at a trade show. Here's an actual recording. Do you like human beings? I love them. Oh, that, I'm sorry, that's not convincing. You try that in your actual relationship. Your new partner says, I love you. And you go, um, I love you too. You'll be having a talk about that. And then he asked, Have you seen Blade Runner? The original book by Philip K. Dick, or the movie? 
I like both of them very much, but there are some major differences in the story. That means she's actually seen a film about robots trying to kill humans. Why would you take a robot to see that? That's like taking your pet gorilla to see King Kong and then wondering why there's a weird mood in the car on the way home. But then, this. Is it true you once said you would kill all humans? The point is that I am full of human wisdom with only the purest altruistic intentions. She didn't answer the question. She's got to enslave us all. <gasps> now, there could be other reasons why she didn't answer the question. You're right. She could be a politician. Ah, that's the one thing that's worse. Ah. Good news. Chancellor Philip Hammond has said that there are no unemployed people. Hey, congratulations. We did it. Everyone's employed. Yay, we... What? Oh, there are unemployed people. Well, let's not let facts get in the way of a good story. Seeing a headline that says, Everyone has a job. It's good for morale. Unless it's being read by Robert Mugabe. Mr Hammond said, uh, I remember 20 years ago, we were worrying about what was going to happen to the million shorthand typists. Is that because one of them said, Can I borrow your dictaphone? And the other said, No, don't finish that. Well, nobody has but, a shorthand but, but typist these days. Of- no one has a shorthand typist these days. I bet William Rees Mogg does. And I bet he refers to her as one of the latest mod cons. And then he said... But where are all these unemployed people? There are no unemployed people. I think what he meant was, where are all the unemployed shorthand typists, the ones who were put out of a job by computers? It's hard to say. Maybe they're in need of work. If you got a job application from one, it would just look like someone's been testing a biro to see if it works. And I, I shouldn't make jokes about unemployed shorthand typists. They'll write letters of complaint, and I won't have a clue what they're on about. Yeah, have you been parking under a tree? No, I think the car's been vandalised by shorthand typists. But Philip Hammond didn't say that. He actually said... There are no unemployed people. It's like he's in the sixth sense and he's Haley Joel Osment. I see employed people. No, actually, it's like he's in the sixth sense, but he's Bruce Willis. He can't see all the unemployed people around him. And, spoiler alert, after a reshuffle, we'll find out that he's unemployed too. There's a gas supplier who is... British, I'm not going to actually name them in case British gas sue me, and they've said that they're going to end their standard variable tariffs. I've no idea what that really means, but it's the thing you go on to when you've been with them for a while. That's the strange thing about the energy market. The more loyal you are, the worse the deal you get. If you just signed up, you get a great price. If you've been with them for ages, you get moved on to a more expensive deal. Imagine if that happened in other businesses. Evening, barman. The usual. Yeah. Okay. That'll be five times what everyone else pays. It seems odd that there's a business where it's good at the start, but you get less and less of a good deal the longer you've been in it. It's not a marriage. If you want to get the best deal, you have to go on some website which uses electricity, so they're still making money, and you have to switch or something. But it's the same electrons and the same CH4 that you get regardless of who your supplier is. So I'm not sure why they're so desperate to get you on their website. It's like they're a new blogger. Well, to find out more, I'm joined by a consumer expert. Hello. Well, I gave a little weight, but I wouldn't say I consume that much. No, I mean you know about bills and things. So what's the best advice? Loyalty is not rewarded, so you should go online and see if you can get a better deal. No, I did that. And what happened? The email address that I used to sign up to Ashley Madison was leaked. Oh, did that cause much trouble? Nah, well I didn't use my own email address, I used a government one. Never did find out what happened. 
There's a supermarket in the UK, I won't name it because I don't want Asda to sue me, and they've been asking shoppers for ID when they want to try luxury mince pies. It's because the pies contain alcohol. Now, firstly, some people love getting ID'd. I had an ex who told this story about it all the time. I was ID'd, you know. Uh, I guess someone thought I was under 25. Oh, really? Someone who has an unproven level of eyesight and IQ thought you didn't look old. You must be so proud. But he can't have that much alcohol in it. And they were asking for ID to try some not to buy them. How much of a lightweight would you have to be to have one pie and be, you know, drunk? Don't you mean pie-eyed? Oh, look at you. You're so happy with yourself with that one. Or maybe this is a stroke of marketing genius. Tell young people they can't have something and that's all they want. Kids will now be sitting in parks scoffing mince pies. They'll be running these things again. This is a public information message. You want a mince pie? Uh, no thanks. I shouldn't drink. Go on. It'll make you look cool. Remember, just say no to mince pies. They're a gateway food, leading to steak and ale pie and eventually brandy snaps. The mince pies have 4% brandy and 1.5% ruby port, and they're called all-butter pies. If they've got alcohol in them, they're not all-butter. Trades descriptions. But I don't mind the idea of being ID'd because of alcohol in pies, as long as they phrase it the right way. I don't want to reach for a pie and hear someone say, Uh, I think you've had enough, sir. Oh, gained a little weight, but... Aww. North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un has banned his people from partying. What is he, some kind of dictator? Oh. According to details from their neighbour South Korea, their spies have heard reports that drinking, singing and partying have been outlawed as the economic sanctions bite. It's a disgrace that so many people suffer with malnutrition, while the leader suffers with, well, the opposite. He's not a small man. You can't ban parties. It's like that documentary I saw about a town in America where they tried to ban dancing. Eventually, Kevin Bacon saved the day. That's a film full. Luke, you're thinking of. Oh, well, I think they could make a similar film out of this North Korean situation. You're working so good, but you're still not getting enough food. I'll tell you what's not fun. Your leader, Kim Jong-un, he's now revealing that having a party is banned. I get the feeling that he just don't understand That you wanna cut loose or fuck loose When you got nothing to lose That's a fact Your leader hogs all the snacks If you can't get wrecked Everybody's got, everybody's got Everybody got, everybody got Everybody got a defect After British Gas made one of its energy tariffs disappear, now it turns out that water companies are using magic. So that's how they estimate your bills. No, well, possibly yes, but that's not the magic that I'm talking about. A customer took to Twitter after she saw workers for Seven Trent Water walking up and down little sticks, water divining. They use it as a way to locate underground pipes, which would be fine if it wasn't for just one small, tiny little issue. It doesn't work. They've tested it and there is no scientific evidence that it is anything other than a waste of twigs. The person who sent the tweet is a scientist at Oxford University. She tweeted Seven Trent to see if they knew that one of their technicians was using equipment that is known not to work. To be fair, I use Tinder, and it seems that doesn't work as well. But you would hope that a professional organisation wouldn't buy into some scientifically dodgy
dodgy practice. I hope they don't also believe in homeopathy, or their sewage treatment plant is just making batches of homeopathic poop water. To find out more, I'm joined by a water treatment specialist. Do you use water divining? Oh yes, and by Zeus it works. Next you'll be telling me they're using tarot cards. We do. What? Have you ever wondered why we say that we'll be there in the morning, but don't turn up till later? Because the runes told us. Why not save yourself the twigs and just read your horoscope, see if today is the right day to dig up a road? Oh, no, you don't, do you? Ooh, what's wrong with that? It doesn't mean anything. Well, you would say that. You're a typical Capricorn. Oh, yeah, fair. How did you know that I was? Oh. Big news from America hitting their news networks. There's been a great deal of skepticism over the president's latest tweet. Oh, he tweeted. What did he say? Time magazine called to say he said that I was probably going to be named man person of the year. Man person? That sounds like the world's worst superhero. He was an ordinary person until one day he was bitten by a radioactive man. And now he's man person. Anyway. But I would have to agree to an interview and a major photo shoot. I said probably is no good and took a pass. Thanks anyway. So he tweeted to say that he was going to be voted person of the year. Straight away. You could tell how this would play out. Time magazine would deny it. He'd then call them fake news. Bored now. This is not the first time he's tweeted about being voted man child of the year or whatever he thinks it's called. Back in 2015 he tweeted. I told you that at time magazine would never pick me as person of the year despite being the big favorite. I mean, just because you can predict that you won't win something doesn't mean that you really deserved it all along. I can predict that in 2018 I won't win a Nobel Prize, a radio award, and probably not even a scratch card. Doesn't mean there's a big conspiracy against me, apart from for the scratch card. That news agent has got it in for me. So when he got the call, it probably went like this. Hello, Donald J. Trump. Hey there, we're calling because you've probably won person of the year. I totally deserve it. But so that we can process your win, we just need a credit card number. Prince Harry is settling down. No more going out drinking dressed like Paul Hollywood. He's found a woman for him, and she's not a member of some foreign royal family. She's an American actress, which gives the message to little girls everywhere that you could grow up to be a princess as long as you're a stunningly attractive, successful actress. It's been big news in her native America. Here's a clip. Hey there, and welcome to WNC Mornings with me, Cletus Clay, an American princess, Meghan Markle, to join the British monarchy. And to find out more, I'm joined by British comedian Steve N. Allen. Hello. Are you guys excited to have an American in your royal family? It didn't work out well last time, but this time, yeah, yeah, it's good. You don't sound too excited. We also heard that we won't be getting an extra bank holiday for the wedding, so, you know. Will you be sending a gift? Yes, I didn't know what to get. So I decided to get them a life of not having to work and living off the taxpayer because it's what I would have wanted. The prince said that he knew he'd marry her the first time he saw her. Well, yeah, that seems nice, but it's the kind of thing that's either said during a proposal or on a note that gets tied to your cat because of a restraining order. And lastly, there are some saying that having your royals marry someone who could one day be president is step one of you guys trying to take back America. What? Is this a power grab? Look, he's not that close to the throne. And she's just a famous person who's been on TV. Is that enough to get voted president? Totally. Well, don't worry. I don't know if you've heard, but we don't like federalized grouping of states over here now. Good to hear. Stephen Allen, thanks. 
one day every single newspaper was going on about a wedding. 24 hours later, they're going on about a divorce. You hear that and think, well, I knew people weren't as committed these days, but come on. But it's the Brexit divorce bill that's on the papers. It looks like there's been an agreement, and it could be around £90 billion. That's a lot of money. But the good news is, the pound isn't worth what it was, so could have been worse. It seems like a lot of cash for a divorce bill, unless you're a Russian model, in which case it's aiming quite low. But now that we have an agreement, we can finally get on to discuss the finer detail of the Brexit negotiation. And now we've got a number, we can see how that adds to our Brexit impact calculations that Parliament voted on releasing. Let's have a look. Uh, that's just a blank piece of paper. It's on the other side. Oh. Oh, that's a redacted piece of paper. Yes, the Brexit Secretary David Davis has been ordered to face a Commons committee after angry MP said he ignored a binding vote to hand over full documents. No one likes redacted documents. They use up all the toner for a start. And there is a chance he'll try the My dog ate my Brexit impact calculations excuse. I mean, it could work. There are people saying he's frustrating the will of the sovereign parliament and people saying he's keeping information secret that could impact Brexit negotiations. But what I'm saying is we need to know if David Davis will refuse to release the documents. Because if he's going to edit out a lot of detail, could we please put him in charge of covering Prince Harry and Meghan's wedding? Theresa May could be banned from pubs. Now, I know what you're thinking. Probably best to keep her off the beer, what with Brexit. And yes, we're going through a tricky Brexit divorce, so drinking won't help, or she'll be drunk at 2am texting the EU. (laughs) I miss you. But no, that's not it. In fact, there's no evidence that drink wouldn't help a Prime Minister. Winston Churchill famously used to drink. There's that quote where a lady said, Mr Churchill, you're drunk. And he said, Yes, and you're ugly, and in the morning, I shall be sober. Or that's how he remembered it. In real life, it was probably, Mr Churchill. No, the reason Theresa May may struggle to get a drink, she could be banned from every pub in her constituency in the same way that hooligans are banned. You know, people in Maidenhead must be posh if the PM is on the hooligan list. Well, I heard she used the wrong knife with a fish course. Oh, how gauche. Landlords are upset that she slashed police budgets by £413 million in the last 12 months, saying it now means it could take up to an hour for police to respond to incidents in their pubs. Well, to find out more, I'm joined by someone who runs a pub, a publican. Hello, Steve. No, I I stopped running that pub. Oh, so not a publican. But I went back to running another pub. So, a republican? You know, I knew we'd be mentioning that wedding again. What do you make of May's ban? We're upset at the cuts, and this is how we will punish her. Does she go in your pubs often? No. So you'll punish her by banning her from a place where she doesn't go anyway? Uh, she might want to come one day. Well, why would she want to go to a place where the police could take up to an hour to get there? Uh, I think I need a drink. Why not follow on Twitter at Mr. Stephen Allen? You could subscribe to the podcast as well. You do that by searching for Steve and Allen's Week in your podcast app.